Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago guides you through the rocky landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Sometimes in the Museum Archipelago, museums are isolated from other institutions by vast bodies of water. And sometimes, points of interest are clustered in dense island chains. The Jewish Museum of History in Sofia, Bulgaria, is one of the latter. The museum is housed on the second floor of the Sofia Synagogue in the center of Bulgaria's capital, just steps away from an Orthodox church and Sofia's main mosque. This clustering of places of worship, it's hard to find another example of this in Europe or the rest of the world, is part of the unique story of Jewish people in Bulgaria. Very unique because it makes this triangle between the three religious and combination interaction between the ethnic groups together shows this very rich historical past when the Jews live among the others. And it's also part of our unique narrative, which we try to say in the museum itself. This is Yulina Mihailova. Hello, my name is Yulina Mihailova and I'm working for the Jewish Museum, Historical Museum in Sofia for more than something like 15 years. My job combined working with visitors and also working with the artifacts and organizing historical research, what is behind the glasses. Our main task is to represent the history of the Bulgarian Jews for over than 2,000 years. And it's just not the story of the Jewish people. It's It's more than it, because we try to say the story of the interaction between the Jewish people and the Bulgarian also. The Sofia Synagogue is the third largest in Europe. This particular synagogue, built on the site of earlier Jewish prayer houses, opened in 1909 with a ceremony that included Sofia's political and religious elite. The opening ceremony took place 31 years after Bulgaria's liberation, which guaranteed equal civil rights to minority religious groups. We, we speak about the early time of the 20th century. And just to make comparison to what happened in that time in Europe, and mainly in Eastern Europe, in Russia, with the persecution of Jews there. And on the same time, we have in Bulgaria quite a good relation between the regime and, and, and the Jewish community. I mean, not everything was so idealistic, of course, but in general, we can say that the Jews after liberation of Bulgaria from the Turkish domination gained equal rights with the other minority groups who live in Bulgaria, which was guaranteed by the Bulgarian constitution, meaning that it actually gave push for development of the Jewish communities in Bulgaria on a new ground. And we have the fact that we have communities and synagogues in almost every Bulgarian city. So the opening ceremony is a very, so it's a remarkable event. The fact that uh, actually the political elite was invited to be presented in the ceremony was a very important sign for the connection, the interaction between officials at that time and the Bulgarian Jewish community. While the opening of the Sofia Synagogue represents a high watermark of the relationship between Jews living in Bulgaria and the rulers of Bulgaria, one of the main tasks of the museum is to represent the entire historical trace of Jewish people on the Balkan Peninsula, from the ancient period to the present day. In the museum, this is achieved through a permanent exhibit called Jewish Communities in Bulgaria. A section of this exhibit is an ethnographic display which shows the daily life of the Jews from the late 19th to early 20th centuries, and also ritual artifacts from synagogues all across Bulgaria. 
The other permanent exhibition is about Bulgarian Jews during World War II, a topic that Mihailova says is at the front of mind of most visitors. For a summary of Bulgaria's early 20th century political history up to World War II, listen to episode 49 of this program about the Bulgarian Museum of Military History. But here is a brief overview for this story. Anti-Semitism notably increased across Eastern Europe after the introduction of the Nuremberg Laws in Nazi Germany in 1935. And by the late 1930s, anti-Jewish propaganda gradually intensified within Bulgaria, with Bulgaria's rising economic and political dependence on Nazi Germany. The exhibition is called The Holocaust and the Rescue of the Jews in Bulgaria. And, as Mihailova explains, this title is overly simplistic. The story of what happened between the years 1941-1943, this is the culmination of the story of this long existence between both two people. The first time when the Jews were treated and tried to be divided from the rest part of the society came during World War II when Bulgaria connected to the Nazi Germany and it became to be part of the official policy of the Bulgarian government. What happened in, in brief during the war, again, there was an official policy against Jewish minority with special legislation passed by the Bulgarian government after 1941, which treated Jews in a different way on the economical, um, social, cultural, and political range, the limitation of their rights. This law became even more severe in 1942, when already there was an institution which was arranged for trying to organize the life of the Jews and confiscate Jewish property, and also starting the organization of the deportation of the Bulgarian Jews, which in 1943 started already with the Jews from the so-called new territories of Macedonia and Thrace. This part of the story is always not easy to, to explain because usually it's good to, to think about the goods, the bright side of the story and try to neglect this part. It's important on one hand because this is it was part of the official policy of the Bulgarian government and these territories was part of the administrative territories of Bulgaria at that time. Unfortunately, almost 12,000 Jews were deported from the territories of Macedonia and Thrace. Probably it should be the first stage and which had to continue with the Jews from Bulgaria also. The Jews from the territories of Macedonia and Trace were sent to the Treblinka extermination camp in Poland. But these deportations, intended to be the first of many, would be the last. No other Jews were deported from Bulgaria or Bulgarian-controlled territories. But what is important is that when it came to Bulgaria, we see something very unique. Already when they started the discussions about the law in 1940, it became clear that it's not going to pass in peace because they become to be a very strong opposition, civil opposition against it from the many different circles of the Bulgarian society. In, it already gave a clean sign that Bulgarian society in general was not, re- not ready to accept this sort of a policy against their Jewish foes in Bulgaria. We see that in 1943, when the plan 
for deportation started clear more and more, it actually faced a very strong opposition. And we see this opposition even within the circles of the Bulgarian political majority. On top of it was the vice chairman of the Bulgarian government, Dmitry Petshev, who organized this opposition and also managed to put pressure on the government in the crucial time. All this civil pressure made the government have to postpone, ultimately indefinitely, the deportations to Nazi extermination camps. While Bulgarian officials remained deferential to their German contacts, internally they delayed and delayed, citing the need for Bulgarian Jews to remain in Bulgaria to work on Bulgarian infrastructure projects. Bulgarian example is very, very unique. And sometimes they try to compare this story to the story of the Danish Jews. Uh, You know, the Jews there were saved by the locals. But Bulgarian example is the Bulgarian example. It's a sort of combination of facts. There was on one hand the policy against Jewish minority. But on the other hand, we have a full mobilization of civil power in 1943, which became to be one of the major factors for saving the life of the entire Jewish community who live within the official borders of the Bulgarian state during the war. That's very important to say. It's a good example and good lesson for us to understand what we can learn from this is that sometimes it's actually very important to raise your voice, even when you think that it's actually desperate. The Holocaust and the rescue of the Jews in Bulgaria is an example of an exhibit about a topic that can't be neatly summarized. And any attempt to tell a positive story without including the deportation of the Jews from the Bulgarian-controlled territories of Macedonia and Trace is wrong. To resist the simple story or the comfortable narrative is what we rely on museums for. Towards the end of the war, the synagogue roof was badly damaged by an American bombing raid on Sofia, and the building remained in bad condition for many years. And many Bulgarian Jews, in fact, the vast majority, immigrated to Israel. More than uh, 90% of from the 50,000 Jews who live in Bulgaria actually immigrated to Israel after the war. During the communist time, the community shrunk to some very crucial number of several thousand people. But it's very important to say that it's not true that everything just stopped right after the war. Although, of course, that the, the communist regime didn't encourage so much the religious activity, but still... There was this small flame which kept Jews remained in Bulgaria, although there was a very small number of people. But they actually gave the push after the collapse of the communist regime to try to revive the Jewish life. Today, the synagogue is fully active, and the museum on the second floor presents the sweep of Jewish history in Bulgaria. But the museum also offers a strong moral message to visitors, through its educational programming. I try to say to my audience, which is on one hand, these are mainly tourists from many different countries, mainly from Israel, from US, from Europe, who are just guests of of Sofia. But on the other hand, we have many students from Jewish high schools, from universities, who are actually interested in the topic. And it's for me probably the great challenge is to speak before young people and try not just to tell them the story, but to ask them questions and try to 
challenge them to think about uh, if they were on this place and how they could react in this moment. So this is, it's not an easy task, by the way. Sometimes, because we are a small museum and our programs are not so well developed and we are very limited in staff, but still, I think this is the only place in Bulgaria when you can hear the full story of the Jewish presence in Bulgaria with the story of the main stress of Jewish events during World War II and till present days. This has been Museum Archipelago. You'll find the full transcript of this episode, along with show notes, at museumarchipelago.com. Club Archipelago members get access to a bonus podcast feed that's sort of like the director's commentary to the main show. Join Club Archipelago today for $2 at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. I'm always eager to hear your feedback on Twitter at museum underscore go. If this is your first show, don't forget to subscribe for free in your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. And next time, bring a friend.